Welcome to another episode of the View Charlotte podcast. My name is Jeremy Orden, one of the partners with the Orden Ryder Group at Allen Tate Realtors. The purpose of the View Charlotte podcast is to help educate our audience to both the real estate market and our Charlotte metropolitan market, while also providing valuable information about our city from an entertainment and economic viewpoint. Each week, we'll delve into a topic that involves Charlotte to gain a deeper understanding of either the real estate market or life in Charlotte. Our mission has always been to educate our clients to the real estate market so they can make the best decisions for their family. And hopefully these weekly podcast installments will help to deliver on that mission. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started. For this week's episode, I am joined once again by my business partner and great friend, Brittany Osborne. Regular listeners to our show will certainly remember Brittany from her countless appearances and hosting opportunities on our show discussing everything from real estate to staging to crazy transactions and everything in between. Clients always recognize Brittany's amazing communication skills and her deep caring throughout the entire transaction process, and I'm very fortunate to consider her not only my business partner, but great, great friend. So Brittany, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me again. You're back in the hot seat and and here we go on another conversation as we try to recover from a couple of weeks off with holidays and things like that. So for this week's topic, I can think of no one better to sit down and have this conversation about the emotional side of home selling than Brittany. Brittany does an amazing job, in my experience, of setting proper expectations with clients, as well as going ahead and preparing them for the overall emotionality of selling a home. So for this week, we're going to get into what exactly is the emotional side of home selling, how to set the proper expectations when you're getting ready to sell your home, as well as going ahead and making sure that we're preparing people for that emotional roller coaster that they're going to experience. Brittany, are there any other topics that you want to make sure that we include in this one? I think it's just really important to share with all of our clients up front um, the process, right? And communication is the most important thing. So I always say, you know what, this is a very emotional and a very personal process. And I'm here with you every step of the way. And we're going to try to make it as fun as possible. But I think setting that expectation up front that, hey, you know what, this is going to be emotional and it's going to be stressful. You know, that's not a secret. I think it's important to share that right away. So the decision to sell your home isn't an easy one. In fact, as as we've seen, Selling a home is ranked as one of the most stressful experiences that somebody can experience, second only to like a relationship breakup. The same survey also said that Americans are more stressed out about selling their home than planning a wedding, getting fired, or even becoming a parent. My experience has been a little bit different. Becoming a parent was certainly more stressful for me than the times that I've sold my home. I think it's funny when we talk about like some like an, something like this where someone's done this research and you think like gosh yeah this this is a really stressful thing for you at the time when you're going to do it and then I think about the fact that this is like what we do every day all day so imagine how crazy we are going in our heads. <laughs> I, 
I think that's a really good correlation. It also says like why you should work with a professional who deals with <laughs> yes, this every day. Every day. It's it's like having a very experienced bartender behind you. Or a therapist. So, in other words, it's really normal to have strong emotions when going through this home process. And the good news about having those strong emotions is that even though this experience can feel really overwhelming and bring up countless fears and doubts, it doesn't have to get in the way of having a successful home sale. And there really is a bright side that's there. So today, let's go ahead and get into the emotional side of selling a home. So Brittany, why don't you kick us off with how you set the right expectations for your clients when we're getting ready to sell their home? Well, I think it's important to be upfront with them, again, like I was saying before, that this process is not going to be all rainbows and unicorns, right? It's our job to guide them through it. This is what we do on a daily basis. Um, we're experts in this and you know we know what the process looks like from contract to close inside out because we do this all day every day and they may have sold before or they may not have but it's really important to set them up for success in the beginning by telling them exactly what the process is going to look like from contract to close and going through each step of the way being honest about positives and negatives I think it's important to kind of share worst case scenario so that If something happens, it's not the first time they've thought about it or heard about it. We've kind of already said, hey, you know what? Appraisal's a roadblock. We've got to deal with appraisal. It may not appraise. Obviously, we're going to do everything in our power to ensure that it does. But if it doesn't, this is what that's going to look like. So therefore, if that happens, you know, they're not blindsided and they don't, they're not panicking, thinking, oh my gosh, I had no idea this could happen. How am I going to get through this? And adding to the stress of the whole situation, just as one example. I really like that you go through almost the entire systematic approach and you give all of the different events that take place during a transaction and try to set up the right expectations for both what's going to go right and what's going to go wrong. How has the reception of that approach been with your clients? It's It works well because clients are then prepared for the worst case scenario you know and and with real estate there's always a risk in everything and so i think just reminding them of that hey listen i'm going to give you all of the advice that i can right our mission is to educate our clients so they can make the best decision possible i'm going to give you as much as i can to educate you on how this process is going to go and what it's going to look like so that you can ultimately make the best decision possible as we move through the process um and and it does help again because if they're expecting you know they're hoping for the best but sometimes expecting the worst that could happen if that does happen you know we've kind of already talked through you know the next steps it's funny that you bring this up because yesterday i was having a conversation with one of our sellers we're getting their house ready to go on the market it'll be on in about three weeks we have painters scheduled carpet cleaning all of these specific events are coming up in a sequential order And all of a sudden, their neighbor reaches out to them and says, you know, I heard through the grapevine that you're going to be selling your property. I'm interested in buying your house. So immediately she reaches out to us. She lets us know about this potentially interested neighbor. And, you know, in her mind, she's thinking that if she goes ahead and gets a contract done with the neighbor before it goes on the market, it's going to set her up for an easier, smoother 
process because she already knows this person. She doesn't have to worry about marketing or people coming into her house or dealing with the sale when she's already left the area. And we had this conversation about what are the benefits and what are the cons about potentially selling off market to her neighbor. And ultimately, because I had taken your approach, I had set up those expectations from the beginning. She decided that it was in her best financial interest to really trust the process, to let the house go on the market, because you get one chance to be able to sell your house at the top of the market in the best market conditions. So why go ahead and sacrifice that financial opportunity in order just to have something that might be a little bit more... I don't know, casual or easy or not as emotional. But I think it comes down to what you were saying, setting those right expectations from the beginning. In communication. I mean, I, I love that you're giving, you were giving her all of her options so that she could ultimately make that best decision um, because that's, that's really what it's all about. If you've sort of laid out a roadmap for, you know, a fork in the road, hey, things could go this way, but they could also go this way. At least you're giving people an idea of what to expect and it kind of helps navigate the process. But, you know, as I'm listening to you tell that story, I just thought of something um, kind of funny that people probably would never think about that's emotional, but telling your neighbors. Like, this is something we have to prepare our sellers for. You know, when we sit down with them the first time to kind of go through the house and talk about what needs to happen before we list and look at the market data and all of this, one of the questions that we have to ask is, have you told your neighbors yet? Have you had this conversation? Because that is another emotional piece to this that people forget the moment you put the sign in the yard and you haven't told neighbors it, it it you know it can erupt in one way or another so it's just another example of of setting up for success because you know informing your neighbors and your friends that you're leaving is really an emotional piece to this too so that really carries over into one of the things that i like to you know spend time focusing on before a house goes on the market and that's setting the proper expectations about the emotional roller coaster aspect of it. So you've heard me use the term emotional roller coaster again and again, right? Oh God, yeah. I mean, there's no better way to, to describe it. And I think that we all go through a different type of emotional roller coaster when it's selling a house, when it's preparing for a life event. I mean, I just got a new vehicle a couple of weeks ago, and in the process leading up to that, I was on this crazy emotional roller coaster where at one point I just threw my hands up and I'm like, you know what, I don't want to deal with this at all. I'm just going to stay pat with what I have. So let's get into the emotional roller coaster aspect. For me, when I'm meeting with a client, whether it's a buyer or a seller, but let's focus specifically on sellers, I try to set those right expectations from the beginning as far as the emotional roller coaster. That it's going to be exciting getting the house ready. It's going to be stressful. There's going to be days when you're extremely high and you're like, I made all the right investments. I've partnered with the right team. My house is going to sell. And I'm going to get the offers that are going to enable me to make those next right steps in my life. And then there's the moments of self-doubt. So you go from really high up on that roller coaster yep. all the way down to the bottom where you're like, why am I not getting the traffic I wanted? Why are these offers not where I want them to be? Why are the buyers asking for these repairs? What is the appraiser thinking comparing my house with a house 42 miles away? Like, there's all of this craziness that comes up. And it really puts you into kind of this tailspin of extreme highs and extreme lows with not a lot of in between. 
or even why am I selling in the first place? You know, nine times out of 10, after we deliver our clients the professional photos and, and drone work and videos that we put together for our clients and our marketing, they say to us, wow, my house looks amazing. Why am I leaving? Because they start remembering why they bought it in the first place. And they start looking at these photos and the video and thinking of all the memories they've made in the property. And they're doubting themselves. And I always tell my clients, you know, life is is a chapter book. And this home served you really well for that chapter of your life. And now as this chapter is coming to an end, you're going to move on. And the next property is going to serve you for that next chapter. And it's, it's going to do all the same things for you. But those are the things that are going through sellers' minds regularly. I love the fact that, like you mentioned, the fact that we hear from people all the time as we're getting their house ready to go on the market. They go, this looks great. Why am I leaving? Yeah. Why it, did I wait to paint the cabinets white? Now I wanted to paint the cabinets white for five years, you know? It's the small changes that people make to get the house ready where all of a sudden it's the enjoyment factor is back into it and they start feeling passionate about it. But I think you hit the nail on the head when you said there's the emotionality to the entirety of it where people start to have that moment of doubt and a house is not just four walls that you live in. It really is your home. It's where you build your memories and there is the emotional aspect. So there are those moments of doubt that come up and I think it's just the most important factor is remembering what the ultimate goal is as you're going on that emotional roller coaster. So the next thing that I wanted to make sure that we were talking about today when it comes to the emotions of selling a home is the fact that it is a normal process. It's something that virtually everyone goes through unless it's an investment property and you have no emotional attachment. Brittany, can you give me some examples of you know clients that you've worked with where the emotions have been really high and some of those experiences that you had with that? I think that, you know... When it comes to people who are staying in the area, right, but relocating to another property just because, you know, they need another office space or they need more space or they're downsizing and we're dealing with um, the two the two for one, right? We're dealing with selling a property while they're, they're also purchasing a property. You know, you're talking about emotions on high to the extreme because you are dealing with the selling side and the buying side and making sure that everything works out really well on the buy on the sales side so you can go ahead and move forward with the purchase. And even if our clients aren't truly contingent, you know, people don't necessarily want to own two homes. So even if it's not a contingent sale, most of the time we're still doing both simultaneously just to streamline the process so they're not having to move twice. Um, you know, I can think of a couple instances where you know, you're really under the gun, so to speak, because we're we're on this tight timeline. We need to make sure that the sale of the property happens or the, the list side closes in time for the buy side and you may have delays on that and, you know, recently run into an issue with an appraisal. And I think we talked about this on a previous um podcast, you know, the appraisal came in really, really low on the list side. It, it was a bad appraisal. And they're really, you know, we we worked through every avenue to, to solve that issue. But at the end of the day, time just was not on our side. And we had to renegotiate that that ended up being the best thing for my clients because they still wanted to move forward with the purchase of their new home. And they were kind of between a rock and a hard place. Um, and so, you know, that's the first place my mind goes when when you're thinking about really high emotions. It's just trying to navigate um, both the buying and the selling process simultaneously. I think that you do an amazing job of setting those expectations because 
selling a home is not just that financial decision. It's also going to be the emotional one. We recently had a listing over in South Charlotte where the person had purchased the house, you know, in the mid 300s, about five years ago. It was a very emotional purchase. They had done this downsize to this house specifically for some medical reasons. And then as life moved on, they no longer needed that home and had decided to leave the area. When we were selling the house, there was a lot of emotion that was involved simply because the seller had gone ahead and really spent a good portion of his life in this house with a lot of high emotion events taking place there. So while it was an amazing financial opportunity for them to sell the house, there was also this desire to almost hold on to the property because of the memories that had been created there. I look at it the same way like when I'm cleaning out my office and I come across something I haven't touched or used in a couple of years, but it still incites like that memory inside of me. So he wanted to make sure that somebody was not going to come in and knock down the house which is, you know, half the offers we had received on that property, he wanted to make sure that somebody was going to come in, either update the property or continue to use it as a primary residence in order to honor the emotion that he felt with that. And that's what we were able to deliver with the best contract possible. Yeah, it makes me think of that show, uh, Marie Kondo. Remember that show on Netflix a couple years ago that was really popular? I think it was like tidying up. And one of the things she would say is, as you're cleaning out your space or you're decluttering, look at the item, you know, thank it for what it did for you and move on. It's like, it's kind of like the thing with the house. It's like, thank it for the purpose that it served you. And you have to then just detach yourself from it and move on. I really like that approach. We have a couple of stories in our online blog on our website, View Charlotte, that talks about the different types of memories that are created and really embracing that and being able to transition and move on. But a home is certainly going to be more than just an asset. It's going to be the emotional aspect. So let's go ahead and start wrapping up this conversation today with some of the best pieces of advice that we can offer to clients as they prepare for the emotionality of selling a home. So why don't you kick me off with maybe your best two or three pieces of advice that you offer to your clients when trying to set the expectations about the emotionality of selling a property. Again, I think it just comes back to really painting a picture of what the process is going to look like, right? As we're sitting down for the first time and we're going through the whole process, really talking through exactly what it's going to look like so that nothing catches them off guard, whether it's good or bad. So that's the number one. Um, Have a really clear picture of what the process is going to look like. Um, And then I think number two is kind of remember why you're selling, right? Because it's hard to let go of the emotional aspect or the the memories, I should say, that you have in that house. Remember why you're selling and keep reminding yourself of that. And that's one of the things that I had to discuss with my clients when we were dealing with that appraisal issue and selling to move on. It was like, okay, you know, we could just stop here and you could, you know, we could terminate and you could stay in the house, but we came back to the reason why they were moving in the first place. And that's what you've got to remind yourself of. This house no longer serves the purpose it served for me and it's time to move on. I really, really love that it always comes back to the expectations. For me, I think the best piece of advice is describing that roller coaster. And I think when people are aware of it from the very beginning of an entire transaction, They're in a better position to be able to make the most informed decisions because when fear or doubt or regret start popping up, 
they go back to the original reasons why they planned on selling. Absolutely. I think that at the end of the day, communication is key, education is key, and it brings us back to our mission at the Orton Rider Group, which is, like I said in the beginning, educating our clients and giving them as much information as possible so that together we can move forward and they can make the best decision possible. I think the last thing that I'd like to throw in today is that it's very natural to have these moments of doubt. It's very natural to have, you know, a sense of paranoia almost about the entire home buying process. But we call it a process. And I feel like with a team like ours, we've really come up with a systematic approach to get the best results for our clients. And it really comes down to trusting that process the experience of the people that you partner with, and knowing that what you're feeling is very normal. It's not a unique thing. Most everybody goes through it. And that you can embrace those emotions, but then prepare yourself to really reap the rewards on the other side of it. And trust us, because at the end of the day, we care about you. That's why we do what we do. We want the best for each and every one of our clients, and it goes beyond fiduciary responsibility. We really are your partner in this, and we want to take care of you from start to finish. I want to wrap up with this amazing quote that we had that was part of um, a piece of feedback that we got from our clients, and I really think that it totally summarizes this. And it says, it's not hard to say goodbye to a house. It's hard to say goodbye to the special memories and to the end of an era. So I look back on this, you know, on my own personal experience, you know, selling properties. Like, we sold the house that we brought our oldest daughter home from the hospital to. We then sold the house that we brought our second daughter home to. And now we have a home that we're creating new memories in. Well... Leaving those properties had an emotionality that was different for different reasons. You're always trying to make the best decisions for you and your family and really ensuring that you're delivering on that. The home is where you build those memories. So I think it's not the property itself that's hard to say goodbye to. It's just the memories and knowing that you can take those with you and build new ones wherever your next destination is going to be. And I think ultimately just remembering each chapter is just a part of the bigger story. I love that. We're just going to wrap it up on that. And on that cheesy note. On that cheesy note, I think that (laughs) covers this topic. So thank you very much to my guest, Brittany Osborne, for joining me as we get back on track with our regular release of podcasts. We'll be back next week with another episode of the View Charlotte Real Estate and Entertainment Podcast. Thanks, Jeremy, and thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Brittany, for coming back.